confess, I wish it was naked time already. Oh. But, like, ain't it always naked yeah. time? Like, you be naked, it's your body. Be naked. <laughs> Take your clothes off. Sex. Almost everybody does it, and almost nobody talks about it, except at Bedpost Confessions, a live storytelling series based in Austin, Texas. Whether the performers are funny, informative, political, or completely personal, the anonymous confessions from the audience are the stars of every show. Stories heard at Bedpost Confessions explore themes of sexuality, gender identity, dating, marriage, masturbation, breakups, health and wellness, and more. Whether the story is hysterical or downright emotionally raw, we hope Bedpost Confessions will either spark a fantasy or start a conversation. Maybe even both. Speaking of pussy, <laughs> when I used to teach sexual health, the boys would sometimes ask, but Miss Ebony, how do girls do it? Cause like, how do we reach? And I'd say, the clitoris is a terrible organ to waste. Or, the clitoris isn't always something you can see, but trust me, my flesh flute wing dangle doodle having friends, it exists. <laughs> or I'd just say, there are several ways to please someone sexually. Like when Javi found his mother's vibrator and brought it to class and said, I found this in my mother's bathroom. My mom says it's a toy, but Miss Ebony, what kind of toy is this? And I thought my eyes were going to fall out of my head and my heart was gonna beat out of my chest because one, there was no show and tell portion in my curriculum. And two, how you call somebody mama up on the phone and say, <laughs> your child brought your vibrator to school. It'll be in the front office if you want to pick it up sometime today. But occasionally, I'd have a girl curious of her body's wonder and sexuality, still discovering how to make room for herself, ask me, what about when girls like girls, Miss Ebony? She wants to know why when she thinks to fall in love, is it only ever with a girl? I do not tell her that my first kiss was with a girl. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell her about how in fourth grade, the only other girl I knew with the same name as mine kissed me for longer than two seconds, put her hand on my thigh and said, I like you, like you. And me and all of my confused tomboy because who the fuck is Tom? <laughs> told her, I like you, but I don't know how I feel about boyish girls yet. I don't say that I figured it out. But I can't tell my mother that I kiss girls the same way I kiss boys because she'll, not because she'll stop loving me, but because I don't want her to worry or ask me more questions than I have answers. I don't walk around or announce myself or my queerness with a t-shirt that says, hi, I'm bi. Or that when people find out they act like I went to Franklin's barbecue without them and didn't bring them back none. <laughs> 
didn't know you were one of us. Why didn't you tell me? My bad. I'm Ebony Stewart. They call me the gully princess. I eat cupcakes and sometimes pussy. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, right? I didn't know I needed to apologize for what is normal to me. My sexuality is not something I haggle or need approval for. I don't tell my student that there's this girl I know and can't stop thinking about. How I broke all my own rules and fell in love with a poet. Sidebar, never fall in love with a poet. <laughs> Just trust me on this. Um, we, literally, we literally love, look for love in the same people, places, and things we lost it, and then write poems saying, you know who ain't shit? Everybody. But there's this girl I know, and she makes me feel sexy and reminds me not to take myself too seriously. And sometimes she's feminine and masculine. Like, she's sensitive but not fragile and protective but not possessive. And she has really great boobs. <laughs> we know how to make each other laugh. We just want to make each other happy. We just want to make each other feel good. And on our first time, I dropped all of my gully, all my hard, and went soft, dropping my guard. But because I had been drinking and <laughs> I had been drunk and stuff, I used my teeth because I think in my mind I was literally and physically trying to like eat her pussy. Like, I remember being hungry at the time because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I drink, I get real hungry. And <laughs> she forgave me like women know how to do. And the next night, while innocent people were being murdered at an Orlando nightclub, we were rising and falling all over each other. We were a thousand fingers, a hundred tongues, gushing and pulsating for months, even when we talked on the phone, that we only whisper when we, when we have to, but are not afraid to be seen with each other, that we hold hands and kiss and are not wrong. I like her, like her. But we don't subscribe to a label. We wasn't jumped into nobody's clique, cuz. And can I just... Can I just add, if we were, I'd like totally be a blood fan. <laughs> when we're together, we're not gay or lesbian or queer. We're just together until we're not. I do not tell my student that being a girl and liking girls does not protect you from getting hurt by one or that it hurts less or that men aren't the only ghosts, aren't the only ones who don't give an explanation, who take things and don't bring them back, or leave the cabinet doors open, that get whatever good of mine there is to get and stay gone without having said goodbye. So she stopped, so she stopped talking to me, and you like, why? And I'm like, I don't know why, goddamn. But I came up with a bunch of reasons, like, I want it too much, I'm intimidating as fuck, 
I demand too much like consistency. <laughs> or I'm worth hurting because I'm so tough. But all these reasons come from not having one. Or whatever reason ghosts come back to haunt. You know what? It's just a heart, right? Like it's it's only emotions and catching feelings should be on a thousand ways to die. It's been a year and I still think to talk about her like we were ever together. Maybe because I still can't look at pictures of her stupid face <laughs> or listen to certain songs, but I haven't blocked her on anything. Not in my phone, on social media, or my poems. I guess I'm still hoping she'll call, that she'll say she's sorry and that she still won't me. Or at least something horrible happened to her, like. Because I'm that bitch. Um, something horrible happened to her, like a, like a big comet fell from the sky. And before she was squished, she called to say, I have always loved you, girl. Even now. And then a dinosaur came and smashed all of our heads. Roar! Kryptonite is really hard to find and Pluto is a planet. Cause that's, cause that's a way better ending to us. And like, I think that shit is romantic as fuck. Um, I don't tell my student that I miss my ex because she's not my ex. Just someone I let get close enough to remind me that abandonment is synonymous to heartbreak that I have not figured out how to talk about love without referring to one of the two. I tell my students, some people are attracted to the opposite sex and that's okay, you get to choose, you get to be fluid. You can like whoever you want. Just make sure they like you, like you back and that they want what you want. This is an ode to my pussy. Cause somebody don't want me to celebrate my pussy, wanna share my pussy, wanna own my pussy, keep asking who this pussy belongs to, it's my motherfucker. Always has been, always will be my pussy. It's a wonder my pussy ain't drowned you yet cause I run these seas, all seven of them. My pussy open her mouth too wide or get too shook and my pussy will shake the whole earth loose. This be the power of pussy. Could suffocate you if she wanted to, but look how much to view that my pussy keeps sparing. All praises to God, Allah, my pussy and menses. My pussy don't douche. Because my pussy got enough saucy cell cleaning functions to clean herself so my pussy still smell like, sound like, taste like, and feel like pussy. My pussy might fuck you once and never want to fuck you again. But because my pussy gets to say who, my pussy gets to say when, my pussy don't grab back. Because my pussy ain't interested in taking anything that don't belong to her. This pussy also has a womb, 
has had an abortion and ain't ashamed of it because this pussy chose herself for herself. And even if this pussy never has a child or can't have a child, this pussy still be pussy, be woman and worthy as fuck. This pussy wants you to stop wondering how trans pussy works or where they go to the bathroom. This pussy say you worried about the wrong things and where the fuck you think pussy been going to the bathroom. My pussy says stop comparing my pussy to fragile things when you really mean testicles. Or masculinity. Or anything else that its only response to fear is to shrink or cower or duck out. My pussy ain't got that option. Because everybody know don't shit get done till my pussy show up. You must not understand the gravitas of my pussy. The holy magic durability and genius that be my pussy. Child, my pussy ain't studying you. Couldn't give a damn or a fuck if you like my pussy or not. Because my pussy gets free by saying and doing whatever the fuck it wants. Thank you so much. My name is Ebony Stewart. Thank you. Bed Piss Confessions is produced by Julie Gillis, Mia Martina, and Sadie Smythe. Audio production is by Ian Danskin. You don't have to attend a show to confess. With our confession scroller, you can confess with us anytime on our site at bedpissconfessions.com. Also pick up a copy of our anthology, Bed Piss Confessions, Real Sex, Real People, Real Stories, which features 35 stories and hundreds of audience confessions. Bed Piss Confessions, the anthology, found on Amazon in print and ebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and if you have a sec, please help bring Bedpist Confessions to more people by rating the podcast. You know how it works. More ratings and reviews equals higher podcast ranking equals more confessions. Thanks for your support, and until next time, we will leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess. I once lost the end of a suction cup arrow. Hold on. Where's this going? Okay. Like what orifice was this lost in? (laughs) I confess. I once lost the end of a suction cup arrow inside of a woman using it as a dildo. So. I confess. My ex-boyfriend came in me one morning. And that night, my new boyfriend went down on me. Oh, it gets better. And I didn't tell him. I hooked up with my ex earlier and hadn't showered. Oops. Oops. Yeah. That should be happening sometimes. You know when you be like busy. Okay. (laughs) I love your explanation. Like she just had like a lot of shutting her bank. I'm out here fucking. Okay. Um, I confess that you should never trust a partner to throw away the condom. One time, my partner didn't tell me he lost the condom inside of me. Why are people losing things? We, we need to make like a treasure map for people. Listen, stop this. Stop losing things. Um, oh, oh, oh.
My partner found it a week later. <laughs> they found it, y'all. That's good. Lots of antibiotics, but no STDs. Well, silver lining. Everybody 